be it alone, I guess. Wow. Dying alone? Living alone? Yeah. Being alone. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Oh. What's up, y'all? Make sure y'all can hear me. All right. We back. We back. We back in full effect. You see Dissect the Dialogue. As y'all know. Back at it again. Another video. Another hot topic. More things to discuss. More things to chop it up with. Barbershop combo live in front of your face in half the time. I'm going to start using that now. But um, no jokes aside, uh, another crazy week, but, um, you know, more stuff to get into. But um, let's get into the real, real touchy subject. But first, let me just say, before we get into it, uh, I'd like to send condolences to uh, the family of the late Tina Turner, she just passed away. I mean, and I got to be respectful, but also be honest. Definitely a legend in her own right. I mean, I didn't really listen to her as much as I probably thought I did. But as far as the impact she left, she definitely, not just for, you know, black women in the music industry that stood out, but just in general. So, give this moment of silence for Tina Turner. There's a piece to the legends. And, you know, much wishes and condolences to the family. Now, but let's get into the main focus of discussion. Let's talk about something else. Oh, and by the way, I'm probably going to post it earlier. Uh, part of me just like, you know what? Just go ahead and start it. So this is going to be the first mukbang. So you're going to see me eating, but I'm going to try not to do it while, you know, I'm talking, obviously. But let's get into the nitty gritty, regardless. Um, I was looking, I was noticing something, right? And I just, you know, I always keep everything that goes on, uh, entertainment, media, all that. Um, there was a video and they were saying that a lot of comedy movies there's not a lot of comedy movies that, that came out as a recent in 2023, right? And they were showing how uh, throughout all the decades that they're showing different... They say like the last real decade, and I agree, that was peak comedy films, was like in the 2000s. 
maybe like the 2010s, you've seen like a smattering of some few, but like like 2023, like you rarely see that unless it's like melodramatic, but you rarely ever see it. And then I have to think like, yeah, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of uh, comedic movies that came out as of recent. But at the same time, there's not a lot of comedians that actually have been able to make it past this, you know, Me Too, BLM, Pride, whatever movement they're making up at the top of their heads because they're bored out of their goddamn minds around in this climate because everybody wants to cancel anybody for any little thing. So it's like it's hard to like, you know, write a little humor. It's like, damn, nobody wants to like, you know, laugh at nothing anymore. Everybody wants to be super serious. Everybody wants to take everything to the heart. Everybody wants to be so, you know, politically correct. What you're not doing is it's like you're losing a piece of yourself because if you believe in a God or religion, I'm pretty sure you're whoever you worship wants you to have a sense of humor of some sort. I don't think he, she, they, whatever, wants you to walk around and be, you know, uh, miserable and just walking around all lonely. I don't think that's the goal. I don't think that's the <laughs> the purpose of living. I mean, you know, you got to sometimes in life there's pain. And what are you going to do, sit around and cry and complain about it? No, you're trying to make joy out of that. But I don't know, somewhere around, somewhere around, like, you know, creeping into the late 2010s, early 20s, late 10s, early 20s, people just lost sense of that. And I'm trying to understand what could be the cause of that. Like, why don't, like, why don't nobody want to, you know, laugh at anything? Burn this one. Nobody wants to laugh anymore. Nobody wants to, you know, take a light of a situation, knows how to poke fun at something that people consider taboo, right? But not to get too long-winded, uh, but the topic of tonight's you know, discussion, the question is, what happened to comedy? What happened to it? Why is it that people don't know how to poke fun at the absurdity of life? People don't know how to learn how to laugh things off. Now, I'm not saying I make everything a joke. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying learn how to, you know, look at something that's crazy and just go, ah, you know, that's kind of funny. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's kind of that's kind of stupid. But like, learn how to laugh at silly things. People don't don't know how to do that. People don't even know what true comedy is. No, what is comedy? How do you break it down, right? Come on, no, no. 
and I say comedy is professional entertainment consisting of jokes and satirical sketches intended to make an audience laugh. Then they have, you know, of course, a movie, play, broadcast program intended to make an audience laugh. Basically, a comedy is just anything to make you laugh, right? Now, the point of things being a comedy is to make light of things that was, you know, bringing us probably immense sadness in life. So, like, for me, satire is my favorite type of comedy because, one, you have to have a brain to get it. And two, they make they take something that you wouldn't consider to be humorous, hilarious as hell. Again, my probably one of my favorite shows went well when it goes off in the air, but probably one of my favorite satires is Succession. Because they're literally poking fun at the rich and people that's you know in the higher in the higher places basically basically poking fun of them seeing how this is how people want to live their lives they want to be you know keep up with the joneses they want to live you know in these nice buildings but they're just as fucked up as you know the people down below they just hide it better because they can afford to hide their pain but it's a really good show. If, if, you, if y'all haven't seen it, I'll say y'all binge watch it because I think the last episode for before it's off is um, it's Sunday. But nobody really gets into the nitty gritty on why people don't take, you know, people don't know how to buy things off. How? This is my philosophy. With comedians. I did, a, I did a, um, a PowerPoint on this. I think comedians are modern day philosophers. They're one and the same, if you really think about it. Philosophers, you know, from the Socrates, the Plato's, the Machiavellis, they said things in a gloomy way, but were very optimistic. While comedians said things in a funny way, but was really had dark, gloomy, a black hole hidden somewhere on their heart. But both are kind of mirror image of each other. They both speak on the possibilities, what is and what could be. And I noticed that, like, is there similarities between comedians and philosophers what are they they differ with like I said comedians do you know what the objective is like a comedian could be a philosopher a philosopher may not necessarily be a comedian in the traditional sense or the definitive meaning of it but I do think philosophers may have a tendency to sound or come off funny. But I do think some comedians, even though they may not try to sound deep, sometimes the stuff they do say, which could be something as small as, I don't know, relationships with men and women, sometimes they can sound philosophical. I think a, a king of that was like Patrice O'Neill. He was the master of making pretty much silly shit sound deep. 
I'm, I'm trying to think of like some good bits <laughs> that Patrice O'Neill did. Um, <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, Patrice O'Neill, he would say like uh, about, you know, dudes just being philosophical about stupid stuff. It's like, he was saying like, hey, can I ask you something? Like, yeah, what? He's like, would you, would you, would you smash a chick if she didn't have a nose? <laughs> and then they would pretty much go back and forth, back and forth about, which is really about nothing, but it just shows you how, you know, Patrice O'Neill understood, you know, the comedian's job. That's why I think he's one of the most underrated and not really appreciated until you're gone type comedian because he understood his duty of what he needed to do. He was able to have a conversation. And that's another thing too. Comedians know how to open up a conversation. More than some rappers, more than some teachers, more than some politicians that don't really do anything for us anyway. But they're able to open up a discussion. It's almost like, you, like it's like I said, it's barbershop talk. It's the things that you wouldn't necessarily hear in like a proper setting, but it's just like, you know, you're in an intimate setting. If it's like, cause sometimes it could be like, there's a mass amount of people just talking, but just being able to express what you got to say. But then you got people that want to try to define also what a, what a comedian is supposed to be. For example, people think every comedian is supposed to tell jokes. I've gotten this before too. I was kind of a, I'm kind of a class clown uh, growing up. In a sense, I was a class clown. Basically, I'm, I, I know how to get people laughing without it sounding too corny. But I will say this. How I knew how to get people to laugh. Like I said, I started up a conversation, but like some people like try to tell comedians, especially when they're not doing their set, oh, you're funny, tell a joke. Well, it's kind of like not how it works, really. It's not how it works. You can't just expect somebody to do the job right in front of them if you're not paying them. It's kind of like, you know, that logic. Now I understand like how rappers feel when they always expect people to rap about some stuff. Especially if they put out like a body of work, but then they still expect you to rap. It's kind of like comedians. Like, they expect people to, for them to tell jokes and, you know, do this, make them laugh, blah, 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 but it's like, it's not as, I mean, some people can just, you know, be free flowing with it, you know, do a little improv, whatever, but at the same time, you got those that's the same thing with rappers. Some, some rappers know how to freestyle, you know, go transition easy. Some rappers aren't really the best freestyles, but they're great writers. Some like to take their time to, you know, think about the things they're going to say. Some comedians think the way. But is there a right or wrong way to do comedy or be a comedian? No. I'll make another example. Andy Kaufman, who I think was the first anti-comedian and the first troll. 
I'll explain. If you're familiar with Andy Kaufman, he wasn't a traditional comedian in a sense. His main goal was just to pretty much fuck with the audience and get them to laugh at the most absurd stuff. Like, he would just do silly stuff. It wouldn't even be just like, you know, impressions. Or even if he did do impressions, it wouldn't be like that. It wouldn't be, you know, the traditional stand-up, tell a story, uh, make a funny joke about somebody's physical appearance and none of that. He was just doing silly stuff. He would play instruments. He would, I don't know, pretend he was a wrestler. He would do all these weird things. But one thing that got me was, um, I think, it's, and it was in the movie that Jim Carrey was in when he was playing, which he did it really good in. But where he was pretty much trolling the audience because they thought he was trying to make this TV staticky to where the audience thinks that something's wrong with the TV set. But it was really him messing with the audience. Now, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't there a Super Bowl commercial that did the same thing? Where they thought they stepped on a remote and missed the Super Bowl? That's pretty much what Andy Kaufman did. He under, he knew how to laugh at the absurdity. Like, he knew how to pretty much laugh at the absurdity of life, basically. He knew what he was doing. The problem is people didn't know until he was gone, which unfortunately for most geniuses, people don't really understand your greatness until you pass or get killed. But that's the genius behind certain comedians and comedy. Now, I don't know if I would personally, because I thought I thought about doing it. Yeah, believe it or not, I thought about doing it. I think I may say some things that's kind of funny, but I don't know. That's like a whole other profession. But the way this is why I think how how I put this, if the profession, because I don't think the profession is dying per se, but I do think how people take in certain things like laughing at the absurdity you know everybody wants to be super serious and think everything's supposed to be you know a, a rebellion don't really get the concept of certain I mean Richard Pryor another one some people call him like like the Michael Jordan of, of comedians because the things he was doing like comedians, I mean, and you can add George Carlin to the Carlin to the mix too. Like those two guys, like they were doing things that was like they're like comedian com comedians, comedians. Like how their approach to it was nothing that was seen before because they kind of like wrote their own rules in a sense. Now. Mind you, and, and you know, Dave Chappelle, you know, Lenny Bruce, guys like that. They knew how to stir up the pot. They knew how to get people going. They knew what whatever they said was going to be a, you know, strike a match. That pressure made a diamond. And they understood that. They understood what it meant to get a conversation going. Especially a person like George Carlin. Like, he was, 
I think he was like, if like in another lifetime, George Carlin definitely would have been like a philosopher in another lifetime. Because that man just, his like he was such a great thinker. Not, I mean, not only was he like, I mean, of course he was hilarious, but he was such a great thinker. And that's what's not shown in today's society. Not a lot of people want to use their brain anymore because it's so washed up and watered down with garbage. People can't even sit down and like watch something for like five minutes without trying to see if, oh, oh I got speed. I mean, you see how certain things are with show. I mean, they call commercials ads now. Like when I was growing up, it was just commercials. You know, you watch a TV show, there's a commercial. Now people can't even sit down and watch commercials anymore. And I guarantee you they're not like no longer than 30 seconds, maybe a minute. If you, if you like tops, you know, depending on if uh, a show is like 30 minutes and, you know, maybe they have like two commercial breaks and maybe it'll be like five one minute uh, commercials. I almost said ads, but five one minute commercials like, like people's patience, like, you know, they got short attention spans. Now, some people can use it to their advantage. I'll include myself, but then other people just, you know, feel like they can't compete. Some people think they can't compete. But I just think, I do believe that something will change. I mean, I know someone out there will, I think in a way, we'll go through another renaissance. We'll go through another period where where it's like we're starting to go back to the nitty gritty of things where we're not afraid to, you know, speak our minds and be truthful, not be afraid to speak on certain topics. Like even, even like, like when's the last time you seen a, like a great stand-up special from somebody? Like a really great stand-up. Like in this new era of comedians. It's like, I mean, I see people trying, you know, trying to come up. I mean, you got a, was it Mark Norman? He's got a shout out to him. Uh, you got your Ralph Barbosa's. I mean, dudes like that, they're, they're coming up, you know. They're, they're on, but I mean, like, really, really just top notch. Like, like our day and age, um, killing me softly. They should, our day and age, you know, Richard Pryor live at the Sunset Strip, you know, that type of stuff. Like what? Like where is that gonna happen? Like where's our Bill Hicks at? So a lot of people, a lot of y'all don't even know who Bill Hicks is. Y'all don't know who Bill Hicks is? Go check him out. Hella underrated, Bill Hicks. Great thinker too. But that's what. I, but that's what I mean. Like people like that. Where are those minds at? They're they're there. We know that they're there, but you know we're too busy focusing on which celebrity is dating who. You know, 
which team won this made up, you know, championship. And then it just repeats the cycle all over again. Nobody's focusing on the true issues that's going on. But, you know, you know, like I said, like, like, you know, you can lead a horse in the water, but you can't make him drink. But that's what I'm seeing a lot is that people don't know how to laugh anymore. And I think I blame a lot of these, these social justice groups, right? Like, you know, it's like, like, I mean, has these groups kind of ruined comedy in a bit? Have they kind of like diluted it down to the point where it's like, dang, you can't say nothing without it being, you know, some repercussions involved with it. And also, again, there's always going to be double standards when it comes to comedy too. You know, because you know, and I, 